Decisis is brought to you in part by the Blindbrook Debate Team and in part by the Blindbrook Financial Market Club. <laughs> Hello, so this week we are going to be bringing on two guests to Decisis who are new to our podcast. Uh, they're two good friends of mine who I'm very excited to have here for a three-way debate about, uh, well, we'll get into the topic in a bit, but for the, uh, for the time being, why don't uh, you guys introduce yourselves? Okay, so I'm Spencer Kaplan. Um, I'm also a senior. I'm 17 years old. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to say here, but I'm excited for this podcast and I wish my friends good luck. Thank you for that, Spencer. I am uh, Brian Weintraub. I'm also a senior, also 17 years old, very much like Spencer. Um, and, exactly, uh, exactly like Spencer. <laughs> exactly like Spencer. Uh, but I'm very excited to be uh, featured on this podcast, and I'm hoping that we're going to have a very, uh, very exciting debate today. We're all going to be staying at Brian's Hotel in about 20 years. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so this week we are, we are going to be discussing illegal immigration and what the sort of proper uh, way to remedy that is. Um, so what I'd like to start with, and then we can sort of get into the debate, um, is what our different viewpoints are. So, Brian, why don't you run down for us what you're going to be representing in this debate? Sure. So one of the things that I, and, and sort of the angle that I like taking this, and this is really mainly because of you know, what I want to go into, and I'm, I'm going to be majoring in uh, hotel administration next year. Um, so one of the very important cornerstones of the hospitality industry is having enough employees. And many of the employees that work in hotels, restaurants, airlines, cruises, anywhere um, that you see a, you know, the service industry, a lot of those employees are illegal immigrants, especially in places, you know, especially you know, in, in places like the coast and, and the south in Texas and you know, Arizona, New Mexico, California. You see so many of these employees, they are illegal immigrants. Um, and this is really, really important because it allows for hotels, restaurants, basically the hospitality industry to have a cost of labor that is not, ex you know, it's not exorbitant. And that's then passed off to the consumer who really benefits from these lower prices. Um, you know, if you look at what the cost of a hotel room might be currently, you know, typically you know, anywhere from 150 to $300 a night for a mid-range mid hotel. If many of those employees were not illegal immigrants and they were full American citizens, um, those prices would increase by upwards of 50 to 75 percent, and that's you know, the research that I've done in the past to show that. Um, so you have the economic impact of it, and you have you know so many more so many more industries than just hospitality, agriculture specifically. Um, you know, people go to the grocery store, they buy a container of strawberries for two dollars or two fifty. Most of those strawberries are picked by illegal immigrants. If if a regular American citizens were picking those strawberries, you would be paying five dollars, six dollars for a container of strawberries. Um, the main argument against illegal immigration, you know, often doesn't necessarily factor into the economic benefit, and that's something that I sort of want to bring you That's important to, to you, right. Exactly. All right, so thank you for that, Brian, for your introduction. Uh, Spencer, why don't you take it away with your stance? So my stance is more, um, I'm on a little bit of the opposite thread as Brian is, but I believe in, in fair but moral solutions to the problem, and you know, I think that there's a lot of questions that either don't have good answers or have painful answers that, that need to be discussed that too often don't get discussed because uh, of a fear of the repercussions or, or whatever the, it may be. But I think that the discussion is a very healthy one to have and uh, there, there aren't really good answers to a lot of the problems. And, and I just, I don't think that my opinion or any of the other opinions that we all have um, really they're not meant to trivialize how hard life actually is as mm. an illegal immigrant. And I just, I really want to make that clear That's that important, yeah. um, it's difficult for us to grasp how hard it truly is for them because we don't really live in a situation like that. Um, but with that said, I, I think that it's still certainly something that we can talk about. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're doing that. So my position on this really comes from a really, the source of it is really human rights. I honestly don't think that, uh, I think that the current system that we propagate in our country and and really what brian was saying i really disagree with that I, although there might be an economic benefit to having illegal immigrants here i think that from a human rights perspective that's the definition of exploitation and i don't think any of us should feel comfortable with exploiting um illegal immigrants for our own benefit and i, I don't think that that that's fair at all or moral so i think 
um, that there needs to be some sort of solution there, but I'm not sure what it is, but I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. All right. And then, uh, so thank you for that, Spencer. And then I'll sort of just give a brief rundown of what I'm going to be arguing. Um, so neither of the, of uh, neither Spencer nor Brian really talked about what their remedies really were going to be. So the position that I'm going to be taking is one of, one in favor of comprehensive immigration reform, where we, with a path to citizenship, um, and, and the, the whole, the whole purpose of this is to maintain equity in the system, to make sure that people who are here, uh, and who are law abiding citizens and who are contributing to our economic growth can stay here. Um, and that we're not ripping, you know, you know, we're not spending hundreds of billions of dollars to rip families apart and deport people back across the border, like you hear in a lot of current political climate rhetoric. Um, my my view is is similar to that which um, many Democrats and and even you know classic conservatives have taken, like Reagan, where I recognize the very important um, you know an integral playing of in, of immigrants in our society. That said. People, when they come to the United States, ought to come here legally. There's a, you know, we, there's a reason why we have certain laws. There's a reason why we have things in place for that to be there. And so I think that there needs to be some type of balance between what the reality is, where people, not that they don't respect the laws, but that, for, and for many people, the reality is that they're not going to be able to follow the laws in order to maintain safety for their families and for their, you know, for their, for their wallets, and and to to to, to reconcile that legitimate reality with our need to make sure we know who's in our country. And so that I think is the is the crux of what I believe is sort of more center. I, I I believe parts of what Brian are saying, and I also believe parts of what Spencer is saying. So, with that, um, you've heard all of our introductions. You know what's coming at you, so why don't we why don't we get into it, Spencer? It sounds like you wanted to respond to something that Brian was saying before about the economics. Did you have a point? Yeah, <clears throat> so I, I think that the whole argument with uh, what Brian is saying, where it makes things cheaper and they take the jobs that normal citizens of the United States and Americans don't want, I think that logic is honestly really kind of almost disgusting because that that logic assumes that you are you're okay and you're you're fine with the fact that people are going to be paid less for work than they should. They are, mm. they, we are breaking the law by hiring people at a wage that's lower. And from a human rights perspective, I don't think it's fair. And from an equality perspective in our country, I don't think it's fair that anyone in our country should be working and providing integral services to the economy um, for an exploitable wage. I think that's, to be honest, I think that's pitiful. And I, I, I really think that that's really anti-American when it comes down to it. Um, so I think that, that having borders and, and having some sort of uh, and repercussions to a lot of the issues that we're talking about is extremely important. I really don't. I don't believe that the economic benefit um, is 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 fair. Right. I, no. I mean, you make an excellent point there, and I, I I can't disagree with you. You're absolutely right that it is. You know, it is it is an un-American um, viewpoint in in that way that we sh we would be able to hire these people <coughs> for wages that are not what regular Americans are making. Um, but unfortunately, it is the current reality right. that we live in. And that's and that's and that's where it, it comes down to it. You know, so am, am I happy that there are illegal immigrants in California and Texas that are that are making you know pennies on the dollar to what I'm making um, at, at a job that's far you know easier, far less manual labor? Am I happy about that? No, of course not. And do I wish that we that they could be making a living wage as well? Absolutely. But I recognize that this is sort of a reality of the country, and I'm not saying we can't fix it. But I'm saying for the time being, and and this is what's important, it's you can't necessarily, or at least in my opinion, you, what you can't do is you can't stop illegal, you can't really, really destroy illegal immigration and prevent all of it from happening, like what Sammy was saying with the current political landscape of what seems to be um, what some politicians would like to do. It needs to be, and what really what, what Sammy's saying, it needs to be immigration reform. And you need to build I don't disagree. From, right, yeah, right. So you need to build from where you are up. You need to make sure that what's currently going on improves it can't stop it just needs to get better and that's and that's i think where right. the fundamental fundamental difference is in, in many you know in some conservative versus liberal approaches to this issue is that many conservative conservatives wish that we could just stop the illegal immigration immediately deport many of them no, and end it that's and nothing it, that no I'm of saying. course of yeah. course and and i and i don't think and i'm not claiming that you are but the you know the issue there is that you just need to make sure that the current systems we have in place are not going to be falling apart. And if that was were to be the case, these mass deportations, these current systems would be falling apart. See, the, the only <clears throat> flaw with that logic that I find, though, is that 
Um, a lot of times when we talk about the minimum wage in our country, people on the left and then the Democrats say that they're okay with us raising the minimum wage to $15 um, if it makes goods more expensive. And to be honest with you, I think that the same logic should apply to illegal immigration. I think that we should strive to make all employment legal, even if it does mean that our the prices of our strawberries are going to increase. Because I find it morally unacceptable that we're exploiting human beings um, for economic benefit. I think that is very un-American, and, and just to say that it's the status quo, so we should accept it and try and make it no, better, not, I think, is, not, but, I think right. that's not fair. But Spencer, I think there's the, you're, you're replacing one problem with another in a certain way by doing that. I think, you, you, you yes, of course, you, you, you uh, legitimize the rights and the working rights and sort of almost the union rights of, of illegal immigrants to make... Uh, um, to make the money, or just immigrants in general, to make manual labor, you know, earn the same minimum wage that everybody else does, which is fine, and I think that that is, you know, a valiant endeavor. <coughs> Excuse me, but I think your problem then is that the you're leaving behind then your average American that then can't afford those goods, and I think that that you know this is sort of a different argument, but I think you know I, I don't think that it's as simple i guess as what as what you're purporting it to be because um immigrants when when they don't uh when they aren't able to sustain themselves and we've seen this with with illegal you know with with the 11 million illegal immigrants who are in the country the 4 million of whom are children you know we see this that in 2010 for instance the average immigrant household got $24,721 in uh government subsidies and they paid $10,334 in taxes. They do not have social welfare. So think about that for a second. These are people that do not have really, really a sustainable source of income. You know, maybe maybe their their fathers who, 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 Americans or Americans? No, 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 the, the, we're talking illegal immigrants. Right, no, no, completely. And, and, so, and, and, and so I guess and, and you're, you're talking about people that don't have sustainable incomes, that don't have ways of supporting themselves, that don't have a government to fall back on, that don't, that you know, that and where there's gray area about, you know, about... Um, even about constitutional rights that, that are regarded with them. And, and, and all of this comes... And, and, and what happens is when they don't pick up the tab, when American taxpayers... Uh, when, when, when we don't reform our system, the ultimate person, the ultimate people that, that, that have to bite this bill are the American taxpayers. You, me, Brian. We're the ones who have to pay for the ER costs for people that don't have health care that, you know, that, that will then go to the ER and costs go up astronomically. And, and, you know, another, and so the point, the, the, the idea that many conservatives... Uh, sort of pedal about how illegal immigration is bad for America and all this, and like we should we should completely you know. And you hear it, and I, I guess I'm, the main thing I'm arguing against is the rhetoric we hear today, where we want to deport 11 million or excuse me, 15 million illegal immigrants. Uh, you know th that to right. me, and just for no, clarification, and that's not what's no, no, right. But but I mean, think about I mean, like just I, I think the the problem is that it's it's when it's financially beneficial for conservatives to crack down on 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 illegal immigrants all they do is spew empty rhetoric and when it's when it's financially beneficial to keep them is when the american workers are getting screwed and 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 so i think if i, if I could just like I, tackle yeah, sure, sure. one thing there I, i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to peddle any rhetoric in fact i think i'm trying to get around that i'm telling you straight up from my heart, what I think is moral and what is fine, fair fine. and what is right. equitable, and I, I don't, I don't believe in any of the rhetoric. And I'm that's to not, be fair. Excuse nothing. me, just to be clear, I was not, I didn't mean to. No, no, I, as no, if you had said those things. No, yes. I know. Okay. Um, and and to be honest, I probably should have addressed it earlier. But I, like you, I do believe in in reform, and I could get to the exact reform I want. And I think that um, in order to accomplish what I am saying. There needs to be some sort of amnesty procedure. Yes, has to be. And I, and sure. I, I has do to believe be. that. Has cause, to be. Because I don't believe in retroactive policy making. I don't believe that we should look back and say, oh, you did this, so we should penalize you, though. Ex post um, facto, not constitutional. Right. right. I, I don't believe in retroactive policy making. But uh, at the same time, again, so I should, I should have addressed that earlier, but I do believe that there should be some sort of amnesty um, procedure. And if there is some sort of amnesty procedure, that means that you're having people who are paying taxes, uh, you're having people who do get health insurance and you incorporate them into the American society and they're getting paid an equal wage. But I think that um, coupled with any sort of amnesty procedure, you have to have some sort of increase in border protection in some form. I don't know what the form is and I can explain the reform I want, but um, there needs to be a procedure to control the border um, if you do do amnesty, because if you don't, then you're going to have an uncontrollable growth in the number of citizens in our country. And I don't think that's fair to the average American. Right. So. Sammy, I just want to jump back to one point that you made earlier. Yeah. 
of about course. that about that sort of that fourteen thousand dollar deficit of you know the the, the yeah. most illegal and I think this was the fact was from like two thousand ten. Um, yep, two thousand ten. Um, that mo- you know illegal immigrants pay about twenty four thousand in benefits. They pay about out about ten thousand taxes. Um, what's very interesting about that, and and you know I think it calculates to a debt annual like it, deficit it, of like two hundred and fifty billion. I think. That's yeah, it's around there. Right. Something in that ballpark. Uh, what's interesting about that, and and, and that's a, you, you know you show that number of many Americans. Like, Sure. And we're footing the bill. But interestingly enough, there's also another statistic that, 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 that constantly comes up when you look at this stuff, is that the average wealth of Americans, and wealth we're talking, you know, investments, home, uh, income, all of those combined, is increased by approximately 1% because of illegal immigrants in our in our country. And it's, it's a very interesting t- statistic because it's counterintuitive. Um, but one of the things and that, 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 that's also very interesting, and, and you know, as having been in, uh, in economics this year, you know, sort of helped me to understand that, is you, when you have more people in the country, um, you now have an increased demand. demand. Right, of course, demand. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you look at you know, in very economic-y terms, um, aggregate demand is really your, you know, your, your GDP, and that's what we sort of look at to value how well a country is doing economically. Sure, sure. Um, and so you see that the more, you know, not only did, so that that fourteen thousand dollars, that deficit for each immigrant family, really isn't telling the whole story because these immigrants are now demanding um, far more than would have been demanded without their presence. They are now going out to restaurants. They are going to grocery stores. They need, you know, they're going to barbershops to get haircuts. They are going to hospitals to get health care. Um, so right. all of these things that wouldn't have happened. They're contributing to the economy. Right, exactly. Right. They are contributing to the economy. So that $14,000, and really what it turns out being is, even though that may seem to be a lot per family, it really doesn't end up costing anywhere near as much to the American economy. So I think it's, you know, really, when you look at the economic benefit, not only is it a wash, but it's also it actually benefits average everyday Americans more than they would be benefited if illegal immigrants were not present. In the to be completely honest, I'm I'm a little concerned about this conversation because you're making illegal immigration sound like an economic problem, and it's really not an economic problem. No, absolutely. No, not. but it's it's almost dehumanizing. I think to 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 reduce. Uh, it to an economic impact on the economy. I honestly think that it's a moral crisis and more of a social issue, if if anything, uh, in our country. I don't at all disagree, and I, I. But I think that the the important it's that you know when you have people that are that are making these claims, and again, I'm not saying that you you know you Spencer are making those claims, but when you have pe- people making these claims that we need to do mass deportations, and they cite economic reasons, very often that's what they're citing. You know, they're not saying that. We need to deport them because they're facing terrible conditions in our country. Right. That's not what they're saying. It, it wouldn't make sense. We have to deport over. We so have to deport 15 million people. Spend trillions of dollars. Rip them away from their families. Right. The human the humanitarian thing doesn't square with what they want to that. do to them here. So that's why. That's why they make the economic. Well, I, 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 I never said anything about a deportation. No, no, no. no but but, but that's but you did. But it's, of course not. It's, that's why the economic argument is important because if you're able to sort of diminish one point of that mass deportation argument. Um, it sort of strengthens the the, the uh, you know the reasoning and the and the implication for why we need comprehensive right no I completely I what I mean by that is I don't think that the the deportation the cost should even be in discussion because so few people in our country actually believe that we should deport and there's all kinds of research on that well, Spencer but we have we have the no, president I, of the country I, under, who's understandable but so, there's so many reasons to elect a president I don't like the no, guy but 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 come on I mean we have to take it into account it's something that's come up in major American media I mean this is I mean, something yeah, that, that right, right. It's, you talk, can't, it's talked about so yeah. sure if you want if you want to talk about it but I don't think that that I don't think that sure, nullifies we, the fact that it's more it's a social problem it's not no, an economic absolutely. problem. I, that's I also really, I, I right. That, and I also I also don't think that's how we were using deportation. What we were saying was that you know the the argument that that you make for the social ramifications of this problem is the same argument that would never be made when you talk about getting immigrants out of the country and the remedies that the conservatives I'm have not talking about that it's not important. but it has no, to, okay so just to clarify it has nothing to do with getting people out of the country i think it, it has to do with or solving process. the problem or solving no, the it's not even solving the problem it has to do with the i'll, I'll tell you how i want to solve the problem in a second but um, it has to do with the current status because whatever whatever reform you enact it, it cannot ignore the people in the country and of this course is what not. i'm saying of in, the course country, of, in the country i think it's it's deplorable that people are okay with just exploiting us uh, 11 million people in our country i think that's disgusting right, and that's know. why it needs to be fixed so here i'll, I'll yeah, tell so you what, what i'll tell you what my my exact idea for reform is so um one of the biggest one of the probably the biggest 
reason why people immigrate illegally has to do with visas. It has to do with people not being able to get a visa or people overstaying their visa or for whatever reason there is. And can you flush that out a little bit, Spencer? Like what, for instance, I, what, what is, what, what, what is the process for one to, to acquire a visa? So the, the process, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's very complicated. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know that it, it, it there's so many people that apply for a visa in our country, but there's a cap on the number of visas that mm. we can get. And, and for, if you don't know what a visa is, a visa is essentially just um, a document that says you have a temporary um, ability to stay in our country legally. Now, what's the difference between a visa and a green card? So a green card, you you first you get a visa, and eventually you get a green card, which starts your process of becoming a citizen. It's, it's the beginning part of the citizenship process. Um, but in order to get a green card, you must first have a, a visa. visa. Okay. You can't just get a green card and then move to the country. And so you're saying there's a cap on the amount of visas that we there, have. There is. Um, there is. So it, it depends on, on the, which type. So there's there's four, there's travel visas, there's family visas. Sure, sure. Um, so employment-based permanent visas for foreign workers and their families is capped at 140000 um, per year oh, worldwide. About it. I right. mean, that's so that's... That, that's very small, right? And then there's family preferences are, or in the family visas are limited to two hundred twenty-six thousand visas per year. Um, but I think the the most important part of the whole visa discussion is this this part, which I think is uh is it's kind of a footnote that is kind of ignored a lot. So it's also uh, so it says no country can receive more than seven percent of the total annual number of family sponsored employment-based visas. So that's approximately twenty-five thousand six hundred visas. So I think. That is where there's a big issue because you have most of the people who are applying for a visa, uh, or most of the illegal immigration, are, are coming from. I believe it's the Central America. It's, it's about seventy percent are coming from Mexico and Central America, and, and Central America is Nicaragua, Guatemala, Honduras. Right. Um, so I think I think if you change that rule, and even if you get rid of that rule, if you make it. So that anybody or that there's no cap on on the number per country, I think you'd see a significant rate of more illegal right. immigration so that's, coming from those countries. Yeah. Um, and, and just just to show you how screwed up this process is right now is an interesting statistic: an application filed 22 years ago um, by a U.S. citizen to sponsor an unmarried adult for, uh, an unmarried adult child from Mexico. Is is being potentially approved now in 2017? So it's, it's, like, it's like becoming it can, a refugee. Right. Yeah. So right, so there's this like, massive yeah. there's this massive backlog in uh, the visas, uh, and I think the problem is is both the number of visas that are issued and also the, our ability to accept them. And right. not even not even that. It's it's more that the the rule about the seven percent. I think the seven percent rule is really just a burden. It, it kind of it makes it basically the purpose is is so that. The immigrants that are coming into our country are coming from a variety of countries. Um, so that could be Slovenia, could be right, we China. Right, we don't only right, have Mexican right. immigrants, for instance. Exactly, but I think that that is not really pragmatic. It's more of an ideal, and I think when we talk right. about this... No, you're absolutely right. You need to have a pragmatic form. So when I talk about comprehensive immigration reform, just as you do, I believe that it starts with the visas, and I believe that we should increase the number of visas that we issue a year, because that would increase the number of legal immigration, which means that the people are getting paid a livable wage... Um, which means that they're not being exploited. Sure. Um, and that's where it starts. I think I think there's two things. So one, I think the immigration thing needs to be almost a bilateral um, approach because you need one to target the future incoming people, right. and one to address how you're going to deal with the the millions of illegal right, immigrants who are in the country. Right. Really, right. Yeah, and so and so so if if I may, um, I just want to dispel a few of the of the sort of mainstream fictions at this point. Uh, I believe it was this year, Executive Order 13767 said, quote, A recent surge of illegal immigration at the southern border has overwhelmed agencies charged with border security, unquote. And that, that was issued by this current administration. And the problem is that that's absolutely not true. Like, that is, that is absolutely factually false. Our strategy... Well, it's, it's an alternative fact. Well, oh, that's right. Yeah, if you believe in that. So our strategy has been working. So to, just, just to give some stats. We have gone from 165 million to only 408,000. So think about that. 1.65 million to less, to, to less than half a million southwest border apprehensions between 2000 and 2016. In 16 years, we've cut that by almost a million people, or by more than a million people. And since 2009, more Mexican immigrants have left than have come into our country. That's that. Those are facts, right? Like that. Those are facts by you know by the immigration bureaus, by by think tanks, by or by study groups. Those are things that are the, the you know that are true. And so, you know, when when you right, hear, can I, can I ask you a question there? So if if this is working, right? 
Um, it's not. Oh, it's not fixed. I'm not saying it's fixed. No, no, no. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, but if if the current strategy has shown that it will work, and that's. Oh no, no. Um, that's. I don't think that's what I mean no, to say. I, I, that's not. not that's mean, not what I mean no, to say. I'm no, not saying. What I mean. Clarify what's going on in the real world. Right. Exactly. I want to dispel some of the fictions because you know you have you have an administration now that's saying that. Oh, there yeah, yeah. is that there of is course. a surge at the southern border, which is I mean, which is just blatantly false, right? It's not no, true. No, no. A wall yeah. would cost twenty one point six billion dollars. I mean, you talk about a party of of fiscal conservative of of fiscal conservancy, and you're talking about spending twenty one point six billion dollars. I mean, talk to me about how that squares. And in nineteen eighty six, I mean, you talk about the Republicans being the party of Reagan, right? Everybody, I mean, these people they venerate him, right? And he, he recognized the need for amnesty. The Immigration Reform Act and Control Act of 1986 granted 3 million people, uh, excuse me, 3 million illegal immigrants amnesty in 1986. I mean, this is like, so let's, and let's also be clear, right? He talks about, you know, we, we, we talk about our, our current, the current administration says that, you know, they're, they're, the people who are coming in are not the best that could be coming in from the country, right? Let's look at the people that are criminals or that have, that have been convicted of a felony. 2.7%. 2.7%. I mean, that's like 2.7% of an entire... That, that, that's like... That's margin of error numbers we're talking here. Have been convicted of a felony. Okay? That was in 2010. American adults... Right, and so that Brian raises a great point. I don't have the statistic on me, but there was something that I read a while ago that said, um, and I have multiple sources that that have substantiated it, that actually you're more prone to crime if you're an American homeborn citizen than if you're an illegal immigrant. So it's like, look, there's, I understand that there's, that that there is a lot that there, you know that there's a lot that goes into sort of the charged rhetoric of illegal, illegal immigration but you cannot get on TV and run your administration purporting to spend 114 billion dollars to remove 11.3 million people which is over $10,000 a person when you know two thirds of undocumented uh, of our undocumented population has been here for more than a decade these are realities of American experience today and you cannot be purporting these or sort of peddling these 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 alternative facts and in, in a way to, to to gain you know sympathy points among the the regressive people who believe these things in this country this is not the way to solve the issue this is why we need comprehensive immigration reform with a path to citizenship because i mean would every undocumented immigrant be subjected to to deportation because that means massive law enforcement movement. That means school to school, business to business, house to house. That means trains, buses, planes. You're talking altercations and, and, and apprehensions everywhere. That's not the way to run this into, country. You know, that's, that turns into that's a police... Exactly. And to be fair, and to be clear, nobody here is arguing that that is the way to solve these issues. Neither Spencer nor Brian nor I. But the fact of the matter is when we're, when we're dealing with realities in this country... It has to be brought up. It has to be brought up. Right. I just want to jump into a, one of the arguments you, you know, points you made about the crime, and I, I love that argument because it's it's the you know people are, are constantly saying oh you know illegal immigrants you know we we, we had a very uh, very prudent politician say just last year that uh, Mexicans are rapists. Um, prudent. Yeah, sure, <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, so it's people people just believe that, or many people believe that illegal immigrants are prone to committing dangerous crimes. They just feel that that is the case. They're not from America. They're from other places. It's other like places a visceral reaction to it. It completely yeah. is. But what I find the most interesting of, of, of this entire argument is that illegal immigrants face a much harsher penalty for crimes yeah. than homeborn Americans. No, say. I think that's valid. Because, because I think that's completely look, legitimate. If you, look at, if, you look at, if you look at what can, what happens when an illegal immigrant commits, commits even a misdemeanor, they face an enormous risk of deportation. So not only they're so now why, deported so to why their, would they? Right, exactly. and that's his so they point. Have, so they're now deported to their home country. Very likely, they will be trying for that crime in their home country, which often the countries they're going back to do not have anywhere near as fair a legal system as we do, as the United States does. And so it's it's these these illegal immigrants have fought for oh, have I fought mean, so hard to stay in this country to make a living to even get here, let, right. let alone that, and. So they understand more than anyone else in this country why committing a crime is so so awful, and I, and I think it's that's it's, why only two le a, less than I mean two point seven percent. Okay, so okay, so just just to hit some points, and I think this might be a little controversial, but do it, man, um, do it. The the first thing is that you're, and I'm not really going to go into this, but um, you're the first thing is you're assuming that the American. Um, judicial system is is fair, and I think no, there's I'm a lot. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying it's no, 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 no. It's no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think you, you're you're missing the point. I think on what on some of the charges that are commonly convicted of illegal immigrants, I think um, some of the charges are actually more fair 
um, in their country. So, for example, um, if if they do catch an illegal immigrant on um, drug trafficking, for example, and they get deported back to Colombia, somebody tells me they're going to be a little bit more that fair there. So I, I just, there, just... That's a very good point. Yes. Just at that point. And then, uh, on the other hand, when we're talking about um, the crimes and having a more significant and harsher penalty, I don't... I, to be honest, I don't necessarily disagree with that because... Um, until there is some sort of amnesty protocol and until there is some sort of procedure to make them citizens, they're not citizens. And, and I'm not saying that we should hold... Uh, no, other... you're right, but pragmatically you have to do that. Yeah. Yes, I, 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 think, I think that to, to an extent they should be held to a higher standard, especially if they're going to be able to live in, in our country illegally, um, but they're going to be... They're, if, if there's nothing happening to them and they're in our country illegally, and again, I'm not trying to trivialize how difficult the life sure, is. Sure, of course. Right. Uh, I do think to an extent that, that it is fair to hold them to a higher standard. Oh, but I, I don't see problem with that i i just and i nor do i think that you know i i i yeah i agree i i don't i don't necessarily know if that's the best way to handle it but i don't think there's anything wrong with it at the moment i think it's a very solid way of going about when they commit crimes but i'm just saying that 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 is the reality and i'm not saying that that you know that that's bad or that that's not the way it should be i'm just saying that they recognize that's the reality and because of that reality they are less prone and they're less likely to commit crimes and and we've, we've seen that and yeah. I think it's just, it's like, it, it, what what could possibly be the reasoning, the incentive for people who are so, 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 so prone to getting thrown out of this country to then to put themselves into, right. I mean, well, that, here, I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you why that is. And oh, I, I think oh, that goes I back to, this one. <laughs> I know, I think that goes back to the point I was saying before. You're, you're talking about people who aren't paid a livable wage because we don't allow it to happen, because we do exploit them. But so why if was, they don't, if, right, right okay. what Brian was saying before is that we need, they need to protect their wallet, they need to protect their family. Sure. If that's the case, and, and I'm not saying that this is the reason why a statistic is a certain way, because right. I know it's not, um, but it, just for the sake of this discussion, um, if, if you're in that position and you're really struggling because you are literally being exploited, I think that's a reason to, to commit crime. And as much as I think your argument deserves merit, I, I don't disagree. I think that you have to acknowledge the fact that by exploiting them, you might be encouraging crime. Fine, fine. I think no, that's, no that, that's, that, that's completely right. I, 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 don't, I, I think that you, know, you, you, can't, you can't sort of overlook but Spencer, that. But Spencer, that, that, no, it is a valid point. But of 15 million illegal immigrants... Less than two point seven percent. Right, and that's why I'm saying I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying. Right, right. It's not so, saying that that argument is the way it is. I'm not trying to right, explain right, a statistic. Right. I'm just saying as a counter to what has yeah, been said. Yeah, so That is sure. definitely no, a legitimate absolutely. point in my eyes. Um, and so, Sammy, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. So, what's up? Um, I want to, I want to essentially get what exactly <clears throat> your proposal is for, um, mm-hmm. and because, and this is my question: How is it fair that somebody can wait? 22 years to legally immigrate, um, to take advantage of America's great resources, but someone who immigrates illegally can take advantage of those same resources right away. And by resources, I mean, I'm talking about healthcare, and you talk about footing the bill, um, that kind of thing, education, which I also want to hit at a certain point, or at some point in this. But how is it fair that someone can wait 22 years to be legally, but so then, so what is your solution to that? I just want to say, though, about the 22 years, and I I think, you know, it's it's a very poignant statistic, but it's not it's not. It's not by any means the norm. Yes, these many, uh, you know, legal immigrants are waiting yeah, a very, very yeah. long time to get into the country. But twenty-two years is by all means a very, very. No, far acor- according outlier. to the Migration Policy Institute, actually, that there's a massive backlog. But it's not, I, but it's not like it, the VA. No, no. I can give you another right, example. Right, there, there's here. a there's a person who filed twenty-four years ago. Um, by there's a U.S. citizen who's sponsored um, a Philippine person who's. 24 years later being considered right, right. And, I, and again I'm, I'm not you know there are, there are situations like that but those are two examples and there are, people file hundreds of thousands of visas yeah. applications a year yeah, Brian's right so I, no, I, no, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not delegitimizing that I'm just saying it's important to note and you know this is for, for, no, for okay, everyone here yeah. that, that while it may not be the kind of thing that happens in a few months or even a few years this isn't the kind of thing that on average, takes twenty two to twenty. Yeah, it does. No, no, but it takes it takes a significant thing. Think about the numbers here. Think about the numbers here. So if you think if you're saying that hundreds of thousands of people are applying for visas a year, which is true, and I'm sure it honestly goes up to a million, possibly more than that. If you can only accept twenty five thousand six hundred visas per country right now, that makes sense that there would be a massive wait, and there is a massive wait because every year also compounds on each other. You have one year that's not that bad, and the next year you have tons and tons and tons of applications. Yes, that spreads out. I think. I think. No, no, I'm very much in favor. to just to be very specific, I'm very much also in favor of getting rid of that 7% rule. I think that's absolutely stupid. It's abominable. 
Um, and that dates back to like the last immigration wave in the early 20th century right. too. Yeah, yeah. No, it probably, I mean, that, and it makes sense, right? They, you know, the my wa- ancestors immigrated under those rules. Actually. Yeah, the wasp, the wasp culture didn't want to have you know Jews and Italians running the place. Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, no, but but what, okay, so so. Um, I want to get rid of the seven percent rule. I think it's 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 antiquated and it doesn't work in our current system anymore. Um, it it really only serves to hurt people more than it does to help people, and it makes it harder for our country to deal with the people that legitimately need to be resettled. Um, I think that so in terms of pathway to citizenship, I think that there should be a certain sort of like if you're to be honest with you, the, the specifics of it are always are always sort of difficult. But I think um, that's exactly what it is. You deport the lawbreakers. You have to, and you, you, you know, the people who come in illegally, it's sort of like the thing with marijuana. The government doesn't really enforce any, or didn't under Obama, um, enforce many of the federal laws that really would crack down substantially on the marijuana users. It was sort of like turn a blind eye. That's similar to how comprehensive immigration reform in my eyes probably should work. In other words, we're not, we're, 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 we're controlling the borders. We still have borders, but people who come across illegally, they're not breaking the law. We're not bothering them. Because the reality is that they are they are people who are you know contributing to our society, contributing to our economy, consider you know contributing to our our, our social diversity. There's you know there are tons of arguments psychologically, oh, can economically. I just, can I throw in two points? Yeah, yeah just let me yeah, just yeah, let yeah. me finish up. So I think what what I want to do is I want to be we want to be bringing uh, illegal immigrants into the workforce so that in a way so that employers cannot then exploit them cannot undercut American labor, which obviously needs to take precedence over illegal labor. I mean, that's just intuitively, right? But I think in terms of comprehensive immigration reform, we're talking about having a much easier pathway to citizenship, which includes getting rid of that 7% rule. We're talking about, you know, not being super um, Rudy Giuliani, hardline crackdown on people who just come into the country, right? We're talking about deporting lawbreakers, and we're talking about about economically uh, revitalizing their their role in our economy. But I think that's going to be very tough. That's going to be a very tough uh, sort of package to sell to many Americans, especially Americans that live in, you know, communities. That rural America? Have, not even rural America, but I mean, yes, rural America. But, you know, you look at communities that have been, for lack of a better word, overrun, mm. you know, quote unquote, overrun with illegal immigrants. Parts of Texas, California, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, all New York. areas. Parts of New York as well. Um, but especially in the South, when they're much closer to the Mexican border. That's not um, entirely true. The, the largest concentrations are in Texas, no, no, no. Texas, California, New York, and Illinois. So Absolutely. it's not only the South. And I'm, not, say, I'm not saying it's just the South. I'm, I'm saying it's it's the closer you are to the Mexican border, the more people psychologically will feel yeah, that's, that That's absolutely right, yeah, true. Because yeah. you just feel closer. Um, so that's, you know, the, the concept of, you know, we'll sort of turn a blind eye. And I, I don't disagree with it. I think that's probably the way it should be. But that's going to be a very tough package to sell oh, of course. to those that feel as though their world has completely changed because yeah. of these illegal so I, just, I just want to hit on some of the points. Go on two points, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first one is that you're saying as long as they come and they don't break a law, like just understand that they're by coming, they are breaking a law. That's that's the first no, and most that. important that's thing true. to consider, and uh, they're like, breaking the federal law that we wouldn't crack down on them for. Right, but which I think is, you're saying the entire. Well, no, right, right. But, I know, but you're saying like point. as long as they're coming, they're not breaking a law. It's fine for them. No, no, they no, are no, breaking no, no, law no, no, by coming. Right, but I think that's 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 a very that's a very I think semantic point, which it is absolutely which which disregards I think the importance of what I was trying to say, which is that you're not you're 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 shifting the onus of the law from crossing the border. To what happens when you're actually arriving? Right, right. right. I, and look, I there's no look, and like I you said at the beginning, of this, there's no moral easy way to do this. No, okay, that's so why, and that's why you, Trump. That's why Trump has appeal. Let me ask you a question. Because so, it's it's so, an absolute border wall. Done. One that's of the enough. one of the has biggest reasons, people. and I've actually heard this from I I have some friends in Mexico, and I I asked them. I said, what is the biggest reason why people uh, actually immigrate illegally? And she told me that um, the biggest reason, and, and again, this is just coming from someone there, but I'm sure it's completely legitimate but is that a lot of people are denied visas and when they're denied visas they then come to our country which is completely legitimate yes, so 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 if do you do you feel comfortable with somebody who is denied a visa for whatever reason we don't know that could be a security thing would you feel comfortable with someone who is denied a visa and they live in saudi arabia or if they live in iraq coming to our country if they were denied a visa for whatever reason would you feel comfortable with them illegally? Would you just turn a blind eye afterwards because they're not causing any problems? Spencer, in our I think country? I think you're making a false equivalency, and I think that it's not fair to characterize people who are coming from areas that are 
you know, that we have seen have, you know, caused homegrown harm to America. And that, that, oh, no, 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 but that's not but, true. But so no, think about, no, think about, no, no, no think, makes it very think about El Salvador. Think, okay, that's not, you're acting, no, no, you're acting like Central America and Mexico are like these pristine I'm not, no, no, Think about El Salvador, think about El Salvador. No, no, hold on, hold on. Think about El Salvador for a second. You have tons of gangs that are in. Of course, yes. Right, so you're saying. Even Mexico, you look at Even Mexico, the Sinaloa cartel, right? You know, that's a very So would you feel comfortable with someone who is in the gang who got rejected for a visa because they were. Probably because they found that they're in a gang coming to our country. Would you then feel comfortable turning right, no, a blind eye as long not. as they're not causing any problems? Of course in our country? not. Of course not. But so I then think what's what, the salute? But then how? Here's, how? Here's, here's what I turn to. Once again, the statistics show that the vast majority of people who come into America, the overwhelming majority of people who come into America illegally, do not break the law. I'm not saying that not they even, do. Not no, you're not. You're not answering the question. No, but that is an answer to the question because it's not because it is. It's a question of. It's a question of. You know, it's you know people often used, and this was earlier in the year when they talk about ref refugees. You know, during the election cycle, people would use the analogy of you have a bowl. You know, you're a bowl, a, party, of skittles. a bowl of skittles. <laughs> you're at a party. There's a bowl of skittles on the table. One of the skittles, of, there, you know, there are a thousand skittles in the bowl. One of them is poisonous. Do, do you, you eat the skittles? Do you take it? It's the same thing as if no, there's a I, pool and there's a turd in the pool. Do you swim in the no, pool? No, I know, I know, I know. So using the skittle analogy, which I think is completely dehumanizing anyway, but no, of course I, I don't disagree. Right. So, so none of us right. No, none I, of us I, agree I know, with obviously. that. Okay. So yeah. if you take one of the skittles that isn't poisonous, right, and that skittle was rejected a visa because they were in a gang, do you still feel comfortable with them being in there because they aren't causing any problems in your country? That's that's my point. It's like I don't. I think that it's tough. You're right. It's tough. And like, it's, it's, but I think there, it's not a false equivalency to suggest that it's the same thing coming from another region of the world. And perhaps and, and perhaps it isn't. And maybe so, I misspoke with that. So I'm my gonna, my question yeah. again is: do, How do you feel comfortable if if you have if if using that equivalency, would you feel comfortable with someone immigrating illegally from? If there were Let's say Syria. If there were equivalent statistics that showed that the overwhelming majority of Syrian immigrants do not break the law, then well, I would those be. Those statistics are there. I mean, we do have those. Statistics. Sure, fine. Then if, show me those statistics, and I will feel the exact same way. I know, I know way. the statistics. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm but not. That's what I'm relying on. He's, he's, he's no, I'm not, not necessarily. To, he's not it's, I'm not saying that they're actually know. causing a problem. It's to the morality. I'm not that. I get I'm that. I get that. No, how, I see. But how, how is the American average American? Because I don't personally, I don't feel safe saying that we just turn a blind eye to anyone who comes in our country as long you're as they're not right. causing a problem. I don't think that's that that's true. I don't think that that's I, fair or safe. No, I think look, I think you definitely hit on a good point. I think that's that's this is where it gets very tough to deal with the exactly. immigration. And this is where I can the only thing I can say is that I take solace in the fact knowing that we have a more diversified economy, society, psychological makeup of the country because of Ill of, Ill of illegal immigrants. Um, and I think that, you know, it would be doing... And our exploitation of them. Yes. Hold on, hold Sorry on, hold on, hold on. I, I, Spencer, I'm not... I'm not, not you, you, it's like, it's like a cheap shot. I'm not, I'm not condoning that at all. No, I, not, you, know, you, should, you shouldn't purport that. That's not what I believe. Okay, um, but Sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I rest on two things. Actually, three things. One... Um, I know that the system is screwed up right now. I want to get rid of that 7% rule. And because we can't, we don't have an easy pathway to citizenship. So when we deal with the realities of the situation, look, of course we shouldn't be allowing people who are dangerous to the country to come into the country. But then what you need to do is get rid of the 7% rule so that there can be an actual distinction between people who are denied yeah, visas because they are terrorists or whatever, or, you know, involved no, in I'm bad sure that, cartel. Think, so let me finish. I think that and, hold on, exists, let me finish. I think that and, exists. No, well, we no, no, no. We can't give... Right. No, no, no. Uh, right. And the, the point is that we can't give visas. There's no distinction between... You don't get... In other words, Brian doesn't get a visa. Spencer doesn't get a visa. I don't know if both of them are because you guys were in gangs. Both As of them an are American because citizen, you guys, yes, but ICE knows that. No, no, no. So, 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 and, and so then, right. And so if that's the case, if we have data on who, the reason why they were denied visas, then what we need to do is get rid of... Make that pathway to citizenship far easier so that if they're denied a visa... Just because we can't accept anymore, I, we can let them in. That's, that's why. Tough. What's, what's wrong with that? That's really tough because it's it's saying that it's basically delegitimizing the. So we did. Let's all right. So let's say we, I'm denied a visa. Spencer's denied. Sure. A visa. One of us is a terrorist. Let's say I'm, I'm the terrorist. Um, that's the reason I was denied. Spencer was denied because there's too know. many visas already granted from Mexico. Or whatever. Sure. Right. That's the reason Spencer was denied. So we're now. So that is a denial from from the United States. That is the United States saying yeah. you cannot come into this country. If we say that if Spencer tries to enter the country and you kind of turn a blind eye, that's, and then I try to enter the country, but I'm immediately arrested or deported or whatever, whatever it is, that is delegitimizing the denial that was posted on Spencer's visa. 
No, but I think, and, that, and I think, I think it is a delegitimate denial, Brian. That's the entire point. Right, but then why are we denying it in the first place? Because we because we have these ridiculous rules right, from the bureaucracy so in the way. Once those rules are removed, then there's no then problem. The only denials are the oh, that's my that's my entire point. You, but but you, so you made we, my argument right there. Fine, but are we really saying that we're going to now allow an unlimited number of and, 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 and this is tough and that's a very different question, so, right? So if we, some I'm interested in what you have to say with this too, Spencer. So let's say there are 20 million, let's say we have right. 20 no, million visas, which I think... What if everybody in the entire world wanted to come to the so United States? So we have 20 million visas. Right. Now we're at the last... Now, you know, the third person after that 20 million. Third person is me. I'm a terrorist. Fourth person is Spencer. We're both denied. Right, so I think so Brian, the, Brian's point is, is that you... Unless, yeah. unless you make it unlimited, it. what you're saying, it doesn't fully address the concern. Right. Right, it only so, makes the cap so bigger. How yeah. do you... you know, and obviously, look, I wouldn't feel comfortable allowing an unlimited number of people. Neither would I. I don't, I know. Yeah, that's not, you, you know, I, I don't think that's, that's good for, for anything, really. No, but of course I think not. It, you know, we just, and that's, and that's a concern, you know, so I don't know how to fix that. I really don't. Neither do I. You know, how do you, I, I don't know, but I know that the, the answer of a border wall is not the way. Child no, photos. So I think, I think one, one of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, uh, one of, one of, one of the realities. I, no, no, I do not condone child quotas. <laughs> I, okay, so just I, I don't think I think we're trying too hard just between the three of us, and I think this is something that happened in government too. But I think people try too hard to find a perfect policy solution, right. and there isn't one. There right? isn't. Right. No, and of course. no matter what we you're do, there is it. going to be problems. So that's why, like, I I don't disagree with a lot of the stuff you're saying, Sammy, and I completely agree with you, Brian. Nor do I. With um, you. Um, so this is like, like I don't believe unlimited. I think just raising the just the aggregate number of visas that are issued a year would have an immediate oh, impact. Oh, of course, sure. and that's um, part and of what I'm saying. Of, getting getting yeah. rid of the seven percent rule, which um, I think we all. Agrees. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know what. Like, well, that, the, that, the purpose was for diversity. No, it made right. no. It made sense at the time. At the time it was issued because it's, it's that made made longer. sure that the the melting pot wasn't completely Italian and Jewish. Exactly. Wasn't just wasn't matzo soup. Let's just say that. Some olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Look, I, we should probably wrap this up because I think that we've really talked about we we we've touched on everything. Um, do, but what, one you, more thing that just makes yes, me you want, furious. Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so a little the education point. Or? Um, so there yeah, there is an education yeah. point, and basically the education point is that, and this is not even what I want to talk about, oh, but okay. the education point, just quickly, is that um, using the the system that we propagate, we, we say like they get to come here and they get to take advantage of all the opportunities and all the sure. resources that we have in America. But I think that logic is really flawed because in the in the current way that it's set up, um, the vast majority of illegal immigrants who are um, who are farmers and people who work in the field, which I understand is not all of them. I'm not characterizing right. all of them. Of course I'm not, not trying to avoid that. Um, but a lot of them are migrant workers. And, and to say that um, the child of a migrant worker is getting an education by being in America, I almost think it's better they get a better education if they stay in their country, regardless of the quality no, of that's, education. That's because true. Yeah, to be a migrant, to be the child of a migrant worker in our country means that you're essentially not getting education at all. Right. You're constantly switching no, schools. You don't have the opportunity to make life. friends. It and really it's a horrible life, and it denigrates uh, the quality of life, and, and it really just violates human rights in general. No, so I, I think I, you're right. So that, that's part of the point, is what I'm saying, is that we can't continue to exploit them because we're really violating the same human rights that we... And as a country, really, and we're only you know, propagating it for the next for the next generation, and that's and you know because if if these if these you know these the children of these migrant workers don't have an opportunity, or even not not even migrant, but even if they're you know let's say that you know I, I read this great book a while ago, um, talking about food production and things like that. You know, just these weren't migrants, but they were kids that weren't able to go to school. They had to help their family. They were in California picking strawberries. That was their job. They do that in Europe too, right? Yeah. You know, so so not even migrants, but many many of these illegal that these children can't go to school and for the ones that can that that's wonderful and that's the way it should be of course but for the ones that can't you know our lack of intervention with that our lack of policy is just gonna pro it's gonna cause that it's it they're never gonna break out of the cycle the only Personally. way to break out of it a, a, a cycle of poverty and and despair is through education that's mm -hmm. time no, and I, again yeah, right. that shows that and, and so, but propagating that broken system in america is horrible help. right, right. So, so what was the oh you know, so, you, sorry you, so you need to you need to fix that education and, and i think you know and i wish we would have had more time to talk about that but i think that is the you know education is the silver bullet it really really is yeah. and so once you're able to get these student you know the, these these children the the immigrant children to all have a solid education like what we receive here um it allows them to now go out and, and and go to you know go to college go go to a, get a specialty and and, and really be part get of a the good workforce. job yeah. get a job be a citizen and 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 it, it fix it begins to fix the system it takes time 
and it's far it's a far longer and more arduous uh, experience. It's a just, way way better oh, investment. But it's a way it's a much better investment. It makes our country so much stronger for the future. What to invest in education? Absolutely, and that's and instead of just saying that oh yeah you know now all of you are citizens and I, I, you know and I'm not saying that that's what we need to do but you know amnesty programs are great but they don't necessarily fix. The problem of education. I again. no, I completely agree. Yeah, I agree. That's so. I, I guess right. just as a closing, just the the point that I wanted to make before, like the what makes me, I saw this and I literally wanted to throw my computer out of the window. So I was on Facebook and this video came up. It's one of those like now this like yeah. bold yellow text makes you believe everything they say. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, it was it was about this politician in Mexico who was protesting the wall. And just as a qualifier. To this, I don't believe in anything with the wall. I think it's a, I think it swings the hammer but misses the nail when it comes to um, solving the problem of illegal immigration. But anyways, so in this video, um, it was a Mexican politician, and he climbed up on top of the wall uh, on the border between uh, the Tijuana um, border crossing. And so yeah, he 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 sat on the top of the wall and he took a selfie video and he said. Look, Donald Trump, look how easy it is to climb the wall. Like, you're not going to stop us. And I'm just, I'm sitting there, and I just wanted to, like, kill somebody. Because I'm, I'm watching a video of a Mexican politician bragging about how easy it is for his people to flee his country. Which yeah, I think is just the dumb. most disgusting yeah, thing yeah. ever. Because, like, while while that, like, while I don't agree with the it's wall, silly. It's, just, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. And I, you know, I think this goes back to a big foreign attitude about, about, um, about illegal immigration. It's more, it's more like... Uh, them challenging us to keep them out as much as it is to fix their own country. Right. Um, so I think in right. Mexico, and I think this goes back to a bigger a bigger thing where instead of trying to throw money at different solutions in the United States, why don't we try and maybe throw money at, at other countries foreign and, aid, and foreign right. aid and foreign direct Absolutely. investment and some sort of aid packages and stuff to build up the infrastructure and especially education like we were talking about before sure. in their own countries and try and make it better. And but, that's, and that's and really we, the real way to fix it. That is the real way to fix it. But And then you have this politician who's sitting there bragging about how easy it is for his right. people to flee his corrupt country I just wanted to throw my window or throw my computer throw out your window. window. I think the pro the problem yeah. is that is that you, yeah. Well, there, there there's a lot of whole problems with with the redirect of money and you know the, with, right. And I'm not sure. I'm, no, yeah. I'm a high school senior. Goal. I can't. I don't right. know how to do oh. this. But I'm saying I think <laughs> of course. as a as a policy solution, it I seems like the better idea. That no, is of the course, more of course. pragmatic and yeah. it's it's more of a long term solution. That's never right. ever the case and in politics because no one ever cares until it's after their term, right? And you know, once once you have a world that in in which you have this education, not you know, not just in the United States but everywhere in Mexico and Central America and Asia and Europe and in in Africa. Everywhere. Once you have that that fundamental education, um, you know you've you've really solved most of the world's problems. Yeah, that's, yeah. But it starts at home, though. We have to course. educate our own right. people exactly. first. Anyways, so guys, uh, thank you so much for appearing on Decisis. We we really appreciate having you here. Thank you, Mr. Landino. Thanks. All right, say ciao, say sayonara, say shalom. Okay, shalom. that'll that'll do it. All right. <laughs>